Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Before you leave, you need to make sure that you try Waffle House. Yeah, I've heard of that place. Do they like, do they like have like top tier waffles? No. High quality food? No. Is it like a good family environment? No. Do they keep the restaurant clean? No. Are they known for having the best of literally anything? No. Will I feel safe there? No. Do they have any healthy options or? No. When they serve me my coffee, can I be sure that there won't be something crawling around in it? No. Are they social distancing? No. Were they social distancing at peak pandemic? No. Would I see this restaurant on Food Network? No. All right, so this place sounds god awful, man. It's a Southern thing, man. You just gotta experience it. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, May 10th. Happy Wedgie Day, everybody. We got the whole team here to celebrate. I'm Jiggy Skeets, along with Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, yo. yo. The international man of mystery. Take it to the Max Ellis. Friends. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, making the magic happen here on Wedgie Day, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button, leave your comments, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your questions and comments for this week's Beach Steppin' Podcast. Get them in, nodunksattheathletic.com, or you can tweet them in, at nodunksinc. We got NBA weekend winners and losers to tackle here on this Monday podcast. But yeah, first things first, another wedgie over the weekend gets us to number 48 on, oh yeah, it was a Blazers game, yeah? Lamar Hurd, take it away, my man. Bound to Cantor, his seventh. Oh, Simons quick behind the back, loses it. Now it's Murray it. into the body. Simons, oh, Lamar Come on. <laughs> Now, now this one deserves bo- bonus points. No dunks, crew. You got to put bonus points on this one because this is the block, the stop into the wedgie. This is coming from the slam dunk champ. You got to get some extra credit for this one. Anthony Simons going up high after the turnover, saving two points for his team. I think it's fair to say, Lamar, we have seen every species of wedgie. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. Lamar Heard wants bonus points on that one. He wants to count it for two, but we can't do that. No. It's just one. Wedgie 48, oh. though. On Wedgie Day, we're celebrating one from the weekend. You love to see it. So two more to go. So that magical number 50. We're still hoping to set the all time record. And it's a big day here. I mean, again, Wedgie Day. We call it Wedgie Day because it was the first time ever a couple years ago where we got that 50th one. It was Marcus Smart coming through. Well, at 12 p.m. Eastern, noon Eastern here today, a limited release. Not going to be many of these. Probably just 50 of the wedgie t-shirts for sale at nodunks.com. Again, they go live for sale at noon Eastern over at uh, nodunks.com or breakingtea.com slash nodunks. So go grab yourself a sweet, sweet wedgie shirt there made uh, you know, uh, with, with partnership there from... The wedgie tracker himself, Ricardo. So 
Pretty cool. So go get those uh, at noon. I know a lot of you have been asking, when can I get these things? When do they go up for sale? Well, now you know. Now you know. All right. A back print? These guys are crazy, man. Look at these guys putting <laughs> stuff on the front and the back. That's why you got to get it. The limited release, 55 times 10 skates. That equals 50. It's oh like my it's meant to be, man. That's meant to be. That's exactly right. Lee, how long will these last? 50 seconds? 50 minutes? What do you think? I'll be shocked if they're not going by 12.01 p.m. Oh, I wow. just can't oh. believe people wouldn't want to get their hands on one of these limited edition. It's always great to get something limited edition. So <laughs> go out there, buy it, wear it proudly. I'm wearing a throwback today. Yeah, nice. Just, uh, yeah, you know, for the day, for the uh, in honor of uh, May 10th. So, uh yeah, it's a great day. Celebrate. Enjoy it. And, uh, great day. Great day. Uh, Give somebody you love a wedgie today. That's right. <laughs> Calling them a different, uh, all kinds of species of wedgies. I, like I mean, that. that's great. I like it. I like the addition. Again, the Blazers broadcast with the wedgie whisperer, Lamar Hurd. How many has he been around for? It's, something, it's like so nine many. or ten. I don't know yeah. what it is at this point. It's on the website. Go to wedgietracker.com. He's incredible. Just making us a part of the broadcast. What an honor. He just, he just <laughs> really throws is. us in there every single it. time. And uh, also reminding me that Anthony Simons won the slam dunk contest. Yes. That happened this year. <laughs> that was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That was a thing that happened in this weird, weird NBA season. All right. Well, let's Certainly, get to, uh, there's going to be another Blazers wedgie. I think Anthony Simons should jump up and kiss the wedgie while it's up there. We saw him kiss the rim in the dunk contest, <laughs> then grab it on the way down. Come on. Oh. Especially if it was the 50th one or the record-breaking <laughs> one. That would be amazing. And then, Pass like, yeah. the word along, Lamar. And then, and then, like, we take that ball, put it in the Hall of Fame, and, like, his lip marks are... Yeah, okay. This is, <laughs> um, okay, NBA weekend winners and losers. Let's get into it because we have always have a long show here on Monday because lots to talk about as we catch up on the NBA. And we got one more week of the regular season here, which is really fun. So, Tass, why don't you get us started? Who's your big uh, winner of the NBA weekend? Well, I got to start with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they are looking like the champs again. The seventh seeded Los Angeles Lakers just came out and absolutely obliterated the second seeded Phoenix Suns uh, on Sunday. Anthony Davis now looks like his usual all NBA self. All of a sudden, it's like they flipped the switch. It, it really is like the Lakers just decided, okay, we are now the favorites, even though we are the seventh seed. Anthony Davis came out and was the best player on the basketball floor, even though Chris Paul and Dem Booker on the other side, he's literally unstoppable uh, against that Phoenix Suns front line. They just have so many problems. Now, it would be different if they face off against the Utah Jazz in the first round. I'm looking ahead here because the Lakers uh, are, are trying to figure out a way to get out of the play-in tournament and avoid the Jazz and the Suns and, and play somebody like the Clippers or the Nuggets. Uh, but Anthony Davis coming back and showing that he is like the guy who was favored to be the finals MVP through two games last year, looking like that guy, 42 points, 12 boards, three blocks, three steals. And I think they are the favorites in the Western Conference, and they still don't have LeBron James back. And I, I, I say they're the winners of the weekend. I say they, they are the favorite in the West uh, because it sure sounds like LeBron will be back very, very soon. They've got four games left. Uh, I'm not sure if he comes back for the next game against the Knicks, but I'm going to say that the Lakers are going to get out of the play-in tournament and are going to finish sixth, even though wow. they're they're a game back of the Blazers, actually two games back in reality because they don't hold the tie break. So they're going to have to be two games better than the Blazers with only four games remaining. But the Blazers have a real tough schedule. The Lakers, if they flip the switch and look like this with their easy schedule of the Knicks, that's a tough one, but it's still at home. And then the Rockets, Pelicans, and Pacers versus the Blazers who have the Jazz Suns Nuggets plus an easy one in the Rockets. You know the the Lakers go three and one, Blazers go one and three or four and zero oh and two and two. 
and the Lakers get in. I think that's going to happen because I think the Lakers know. They just know how to do it. They just know how to flip it, and they're ready to, to get going here, and they want to get the heck out of the play-in tournament. And uh, I, I think there's a legitimate chance that that happens. And the way they're playing with the best defense in the NBA – which is easy to forget. It's easy to forget for me, but you watch them out there and how they scrap and fight against the Phoenix Suns guards. Uh, they were they were really, really good. And they have a lot of cohesion on both ends. So yeah, I think the Lakers are totally, entirely legit and they should be the favorites, even though they're going to be on the road for every single series. It is so weird. I can't wrap my head around a possible seventh seed being the favorites in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. but I'm sort of with you. Uh, despite the Blazers picking up the big win on Friday night against the Lakers, that was huge for the tiebreaker reason, so maybe they do hold on to it. Um, yeah, they're going to need one really good victory, it sounds like, Tass. Like you said, they should win that last one. Who was it against? The Rockets, I guess it was. Yeah, it's, their next, need... it's their next game, the Rockets, even though oh. I threw it at uh, the end. But yes, okay. yeah. so they should get one easy one. And, uh, yeah, then yeah. they have to win a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they might they might get a break with the Suns because yeah. the Suns are virtually locked into that number two spot now in the West. Now, they can still get number one, but they can't drop to number three, really. So if the Suns decide, perhaps, before that last game of the season, that they maybe rest some of their guys, then the Blazers could pick up a victory there, the cheap one. What, why are they but the Lakers can go. The Lakers have an entire week off with the play-in well, tournament. Well, no, but That's this is what teams here. do, you know. Maybe it's like, no, you know, I know. what? But it's I don't want to play that, the Lakers in the first round. No, I want I to get the number one seed. And I don't want to be the second yeah. seed if the Lakers are going to be the seventh seed coming out of Just the play-in. Two games back of Utah with only four to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they basically have to run the table, the Suns, and, and the Jazz have to completely fall apart. So I just think it's unlikely. And that, so the Suns certainly are in that position where it's like, you know what, maybe we just want that extra. Maybe they don't. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's what teams uh, tend to do at this stage of the season. I think that's a good point. They could definitely lay, lay an egg there. But even if the Blazers go two and two, and lose yeah. to the the Jazz and or the Nuggets. The Jazz also don't want to see the Lakers in the first round, uh, so they want to beat the Blazers and push them down to the playing tournament. The Lakers can go four and zero and and be yeah. in if 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 the Blazers go two and two. So that's uh, that's real. It's legit. So this first this last week I, I should say is. Uh, it's going to be entertaining for, for those reasons, but also a bunch of good games, also a bunch of races that we'll get to. Oh, my God, I know. I still can't believe this is the final week of the regular season, Trey. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just felt like this will never end for some reason. We've just been talking about basketball for, uh, I don't know, like two straight years, it feels like, at least. I know we did have some breaks there, but they weren't that long. But, uh, yeah, what do you think about 80's uh, dominant performance there, TK? I mean, Tass said it. He's back! Anthony Davis, when he's got the jumper going, there's no way you can stop him if you're a standard big guy, which unfortunately for a bunch of the best teams in the Western Conference, they've got a standard big guy, whether it be Rudy Gobert or DeAndre Ayton, as we saw yesterday with the Suns, who was just in foul trouble for most of the game because he can't stick with AD. AD's the biggest matchup problem in basketball right now because he's got the speed outside to be able to get to the hoop he's got the quickness off his feet to get to the offensive rebounds and he can still obviously score inside when he's got the jumper going that was the thing in the finals that had him looking like a finals mvp because he was shooting like 50 percent from mid-range close to 40 from three if i'm not mistaken he was just knocking down shots it felt automatic uh that hasn't necessarily been the case since he returned from injury but he had the jumper going over the weekend, which is humongous because it stretches out the big guys and it forces uh, it forces the Lakers opponent to play Lakers-style basketball. And when you're playing Lakers-style basketball, that's going to be a problem because AD, uh, the George Mikan of our generation, nobody can stick him. The Lakers now have wins over the Nuggets and Suns without LeBron. That's got to be a little bit encouraging heading yeah. into the playoffs, especially considering AD seems to be peaking right now. Tass, we got our weird... Uh... Brooklyn Nets bet in the Eastern Conference. 
Would you oh, do yeah. the same thing with the Lakers in the Western Conference? Double or nothing. I, I, I will just just because it's fun to say no, double or nothing. Do it. I don't want to oh. do it. I was just curious. Oh. You would just, take the uh, Lakers, I, I assume, though. You think it's going to be Lakers, Nets in the final? Yeah, last uh, last week I was comfortable taking the field against the Lakers, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. for sure. But they 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 are one of those teams. I, I think it's it's proven now that uh, can flip it, and I, I guess champs can do that. I think they have totally flipped the switch and are ready to go. And I, I know LeBron is laying in the weeds, getting right and. Came back a little too early by his standards for his liking and is going to come back and be just as good. Like the Lakers look like they can battle anybody right now if Anthony Davis is going to play this way. Two mm-hmm. great games back to back. Wasn't just one, 36 and then 42 over the weekend. And then add LeBron. Yeah, I, I would. Um, maybe maybe if it wasn't, like if it was the first bet, like if we didn't have that Nets as the backup, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but I, I probably, I still think they are the favorites. And yeah, the words double or nothing are just super fun. So yeah, yeah. I would. Well, okay, let, let, me, let me think it over. Maybe we can still make this happen. We got a little bit of time. But Lee, let's go to you. Uh, NBA winner of the weekend for you. Well, this one I was really excited about until I saw the news that Bradley Beal is not going to play tonight in Atlanta. He tweaked his hamstring in Saturday night's victory over the Indiana Pacers. He went for 50, uh, but he's out with a hamstring strain. And with four games to go, he's about 60 points behind Steph Curry in the uh, scoring uh, leader spot. But, you know, a hamstring strain is very, very difficult to know. Beal might not play the rest of this regular season because they're going to need him in the playoffs. And uh, he's got a game tonight and then a game on Wednesday against the Hawks. So, yeah, it seems like it's actually done. And Steph Curry will be the uh, scoring champ this year. But it's been a great race. It's been fun, actually, to see these guys. And Beal went for 50 on Saturday night. And then Steph Curry went out and had 49. He could have had he could have broken Wilt on Saturday night if he really wanted to against the Thunder. They were pathetic. And he was incredible. Uh, but, you know, he only had 29 minutes and he hit 11-3. So he was great. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty much done now because I figure Beal, let's say he does come back for the final three games. He would he would need I sort of was working out the math. He needs to go for about forty five a game and hope Steph goes for only about twenty five a game. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. So Steph is going to win the uh, scoring title and he is gonna become the first player in history to have more three-pointers made than two-pointers made and lead the league in scoring because he's about 25 up, I think, now in terms of threes made. So that's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of cool that he's got that record. Cool, yeah, I mean, maybe cool. maybe no one else cares about it, but I just thought it's uh, it's kind of interesting. And I wonder how long that will be until something like that becomes the norm where the, the leading scorer, you know, hits more threes than twos because uh, that's just the way the game's going. So, yeah, shout out to Bradley Beal, uh, you know, going for 50. A Saturday night's game was actually an incredibly fun game there. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook. Another we'll triple-double, yep. a game-winning block shot uh, for, for Westbrook as well there. Some fantastic stuff. But uh, unfortunately, the uh, the race is over. But it's clear that this wasn't just like, um, you know, Steph Curry wasn't just sort of going out there and playing his game. He wanted to win this scoring title. He talked about it and he noticed Beal went for 50. And so it's great to have these two guys going for it. So unfortunately... Uh, like I said, I think it's over, but uh, it's been kind of fun watching it. And our friend uh, NBA uh, Bo Estes has been really keeping us up to date to about the fourth or fifth uh, decimal point on that scoring race for <laughs> yes, a while. But, uh, very specific. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Steph's pretty much wrapped it up now. So your so your winner of the weekend was this duel between Beal yes. and uh, Curry, but unfortunately now with the Beal injury, it's uh, you, you didn't want to change it. Why would Lee Ellis change it? I yeah. mean, it was already why? in the well, document. Beal, why? Yeah, why? Beal's got the Hawks <laughs> no, twice. Funny. He's got the Hawks twice and the Cavs and the Hornets. So it's like you know he could he could go for another big forty-five or fifty for right. couple of point games there, but uh, just don't think it's going to happen because the the Wizards really do have to look 
at what could happen here. They, they're going to make the play-in tournament and they need him healthy rather than uh, chase the scoring title. So we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe it is just a rest tonight and he's back on Wednesday. But uh, hamstrings, very, very hard to know exactly how long. Because, I mean, what, Harden was only out for supposedly a couple of games, Durant as well, and then they've both been out for uh, about a month or so. So uh, that that's actually the bad, you know, the worst case scenario is Beal may be done for the season if, Ooh, uh, if he can't yeah. get over it. But Don't say that. Hope Don't not. say that. Yeah. Mm. Are you excited about, I mean, Tass says that, yeah, the Lakers, they technically, of course, could still get out of the play-in tournament, but they very well could be the seventh seed and could be playing the Warriors in a play-in game. LeBron James versus Steph Curry in uh, at least that game, win and you're in scenario. Um, is this like awesome for the league or actually sort of bad for the league? Because... I guess in theory you could still get both of those teams into the playoffs. You know, the loser would still get another chance to then be the eight seed. But good or bad, Lily, uh, you know, Curry versus LeBron in, in a in a huge play-in game. What do you think? I mean, I, I ask because it could be bad because you'd like them both in the playoffs, probably. Yeah, of course you would for the TV right uh, TV purposes. But yeah. for this game, this is perfect. You know, they've both had sort of uh, you know bad seasons by their standards in terms of the Warriors. You know, never really got it going. LeBron was going great, and then they've really fallen apart. To see them battle, this gives pretty much the maximum power punch to the play-in tournament, which is really, I think, what the NBA wants. If you are going to, uh, if you want this to last and you want it to um, continue, then you're going to have people talking about it straight away. So I, I think it's great. And obviously, I think for uh, the going forward, they would rather the Lakers because LeBron is just a bigger draw card and it's the Lakers in the playoffs. But if you can get a uh, hype going into the playoffs with these two going at each other and potentially face, you know, Steph going for 50 and LeBron having a huge game as well. I mean, that's awesome for the league because, yeah. uh, you know, it's it, at times there's been so many games this season. It's been such a compact schedule with just game after game after game. Finally, you're going to have a game that actually means something between two of the biggest stars in the league. Yeah, what would be the over-under for uh, Curry's points in that game versus the Lakers, TK, yeah. in, in a play-in <laughs> game? Like, I think I'd have the Lakers winning it if everybody's sure. healthy, but, I mean, I think Curry will just go out guns blazing here. Like, he would, could he literally could attempt 25 to 30 threes, and it might be their he best should. strategy to win. Yeah. As Tass said, uh, the Lakers have the best defense in the game. They've got uh, some guards who like to get out yeah. after it on the perimeter. So, 39 and a half? Is that an over-under? Do you think Steph Curry <laughs> will fair. score 40 in the play-in tournament? He probably would. I would say 7-8 uh, ideal for Lakers and Warriors from the league's perspective. 9-10 and 10 would be a disaster yes, if yeah. they're playing and one of them is out <laughs> instantly. That would be bad. But right now, you've got a guaranteed LeBron versus Steph in one game and then LeBron or Steph in the next game. <laughs> That's great stuff right there. Uh, we had a question not too long ago about what sort of award would you like to add to the league, something yeah. that doesn't exist right now that should, they should do something more for the scoring title. You know, in baseball, they give, uh, like, the best hitter at every position, they get the Silver Slugger Award. Right. Whoever wins the scoring title should get, like, a silver basketball or something. It should be more than just, you know, a bold name on basketball <laughs> reference. This should be something that is actually honored. You're supposed to score points to win games in basketball. So they should do something to actually honor the guys who are the scoring leader. So what, you just like to see a trophy of some sort or something like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mail them, mail them a patch to put on their letter jacket or something <laughs> okay. like that. I don't know. They got to do something. Maybe you get a, like a little star the next year. Uh, the current scoring leader guy. Somebody on Twitter was suggesting that they should change the NBA logo every year for whoever <laughs> oh, leads, <laughs> for whoever oh, leads the league in scoring. I think 
that's a bit too far, yeah. but you gotta do something. Give him like a, like a cool crown, the scoring champ. I don't know what it is. Right. There's gotta be yeah. something because this is exciting to actually watch two guys literally care about winning the scoring title. Mm. It seems to be over most of the time. Uh, most seasons, right? Like Harden will be way ahead or Kevin Durant was way yeah. ahead back in the day. But when it comes to a race like this, it's actually fun to watch. Totally. I, I, I agree with it. at least a trophy of some sort. I yeah. even saw that somebody that I had never heard of won the Silver Slugger at his position last year, and I've already forgotten his name because I forget <laughs> most of my baseball facts. But that's a, an award for every position in, in baseball where you know the best hitting catcher gets – uh, his silver slugger is it in every either league too? Are there two silver sluggers at uh, wow. every position? Wow, no clue. <laughs> That's a good question. There I don't know. Is uh, but anyway, you think there's like you think a, a catcher in the National League and a catcher in the American <laughs> League get the silver slugger award for being the best hitter at their position? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's wow. true. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of awards. Well, look, the, Molina, awards. the Molina brothers, isn't they like? No, three they're not Molinas? hitters, man. They're not <laughs> hitters. No, they're but, uh, defenders. But aren't they catchers? Like they're catchers. Yeah, but you have yeah, to be a good yeah, hitting. Yeah. Yeah, they're not great hitting catchers. Oh, okay. okay. They're in there to block balls, to call games. That's right. Uh, You're thinking but, gold uh, gloves there. That's for defense. Lee. Right, right, Yeah, right. silver slugger. But, yeah, somebody give Steph the freaking award because watching those 49 points on Saturday, that was phenomenal. 11 threes that he hit. Five of them were from 30 feet plus. Like, he was just stepping back. So, so almost half his threes were at 30 feet, and they were just going down like Lee was – you know, joking that he could have scored 100 that night. He just had it going. And, yeah, the Lakers defenders, like, if they're playing him, they're not going to let that happen. And no. OKC was no. letting shots go. But, yeah, they're letting a guy shoot from five feet behind the line. It's because, you know, you kind of have to, you know, start your defense somewhere. If you're going to guard <laughs> from 30-plus feet, he is going to be able to score from two-point line. He is, you know, has adapted that part of his game. So he's lethal on both sides and both parts of the floor. But, man, watching that. That was something like he had, you know, one corner three and then everything else, everything else above the break and beyond. I mean, they were so far out. Trey, who's your uh, winner of the NBA weekend? Well, there was just one game over the weekend for the Grizzlies, but Jonas Valanciunas had it circled on his calendar. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Jonas Valanciunas had 21 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. Revenge is a dish best served. Beef. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tasty. Revenge beef. Fourth beef of the season for Jonas Valanciunas, tied for the second most. More importantly, however, his second big beef of the season against the Raptors. Wow. I love it. Toronto decided not to give him a ring, so Jonas said, I'm getting 20-plus boards on you every time we play. I love it. A petty beef. Also got a great quote from Nick Nurse talking about Jonas Valanciunas Nurse tells a story. This comes from us from Josh Lewenberg, JLU1050 on Twitter, connected with the Raptors there. Nurse tells a story about going fishing with Jonas Valanciunas in Lithuania one time. Quote Nick Nurse, I have never seen a guy so happy when he was reeling in a fish. So intense, so excited. I just told him next year when we're out on the floor, I'm going to tell you to rebound like it's a fish. 
<laughs> I'm going to tell you to rebound like it's a fish. Go out there, rip that lip right out of the water. <laughs> Unfortunately for Nick Nurse, it has totally backfired. Yes, they got the title, but right. now they're having to suffer through Jonas Valanciunas beefing in their faces every <laughs> single time the two of them meet in a game. Can you uh, buy onion rings at Arby's? I, I, I would assume I so. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean... I'm well, assuming curly fries. No, no rings. Oh. No championship rings, but but a bunch of Arby's onion rings. If you can find them there, yeah, that's right. It's a good question. Curly fries <laughs> definitely are are the prized possession. Just like Jonas grabbing a fish, Arby's best thing as a side. Curly fries for sure. I can't even <laughs> think seasoning. of it. Yeah, I don't know. I it just feels like a place like Arby's sells onion rings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got the oil. Just drop them in there, man. Get to work. But Arby's, it, we okay, got they got the it. oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's already hot. <laughs> they do have them. You said you checked. Yeah, oh, onion yeah. petals. Somebody's saying onion petals. Like they have the the, the bloomer, uh, the blooming oh, onion. Oh, Interesting. Blooming. It looks like in Can- Arby's Canada has steakhouse onion rings. Maybe here in the United States, it's just petals. What? Wow. Wow. That's weird. Wow. Yeah, somebody go to a Canadian Arby's and check in. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this is the whole point. Jonas Valanciunas is like, I want my petals. <laughs> Your petals are going to be delivered. Okay, so and, uh, do, Jonas you, do you have the leaderboard right now for um, Big Beefs? Uh, who still has it? Is it Capella? It's uh, Capella and Gobert. Okay. Both currently have five. Jonas and Cantor have four. Wow. At this point. See, Lee, you're watching the uh, scoring race, but TK's got his eyes on the uh, Big Beef rebounding race. Still a week, right. to, week to decide this if somebody wants to go get it. Does it well, does this uh, carry over to the playoffs, though, Trey? I guess it does. I mean, oh, wow. why not? I, I think you know, it's got to because Bill Russell has one of the all-time great beef games. He had a, like a 41 <laughs> rebound game, and that came in game seven of the finals. Mm. So got to go deep. Okay. Mm. Okay, this will continue in the playoffs. All right, I got a few uh, other winners from the weekend. Uh, you sort of slipped it in there, Lily. Russell Westbrook has to be. Oh boy, was that a truck or a leaf blower or what's going on? Who is that? I think it was me. It yeah. seemed like it was me. Uh, perhaps garbage is coming by. I'm not okay. sure, but uh, we had something was in overdrive here yeah. <laughs> out in the parking lot. I don't know what's going on. Was a little wild sounding. Um, you said Russell Westbrook, Lele. Uh, he's one of my winners of the weekend for sure. That Saturday game was amazing. It's the Wizards' 15th win in their last 19 games. He goes for 33 points, 19 boards, 15 assists. Career triple-double, 181. He's tied with Oscar Robertson. He will set it tonight here in Atlanta. There is no doubt down at the Fortress. I'll go back to you, Mr. Vegas. TK, what's the, like, what's the over-under of minutes into this game that he sets it? Mm. No Beal. I mean, does he do it in the first half? Hell, does he do it in the first quarter? Which he's probably almost done Ooh, before. Interesting. If he I'm, it's got to be first half, I think. I think he'll have it. But I'll like, go, okay, okay. I'll go second half. I think it happens in the second okay. half, in the third quarter. Okay. Um, will they stop the game? That's the question, Skeetsy. Will they stop the game? And should we go? We were there to see Vince Carter's 25,000th mm. career point. Oh, we could be wow. there to see the record-breaking <laughs> Russell Westbrook triple-double. Yeah, no, we should. I'm not go. gonna go, but like it's crossed my mind. Like that's yeah. history. That that to me is like a cool stat that will be talked about. Now people have like obviously their own opinions on it and the inflation of it all. Just like Oscars back in the day with a million missed shots and all that wasn't that impressive. Blah blah blah. Who cares? It's still awesome that somebody's gonna beat Oscar Robertson's triple double record. And we said it not too long ago. I forget what the question was, but like it'll be the first thing you think of with Westbrook. Like, when he's talked about 20, 30, 40 years from now, it'll be like, oh, yeah, the triple-double king, basically. Uh, unless, you know, Jokic or Luka Doncic or somebody else ends up somehow passing 
Russell Westbrook because Fred Katz had some crazy stats about this. Five years ago, Westbrook only, I throw that in air quotes, had 37 triple-doubles over eight NBA seasons. And now here he is at 181. That was five years ago. That's how many he's racked up in these last five years. And this one blew my mind. Again, Fred Katz on the boulevard. Quote, the player who is now the NBA's co-leader in triple-doubles has played 13 pro seasons, yet more than 11% of his triple-doubles have come in the last six weeks. <laughs> what? I thought it was a typo. No. In the last six weeks, 11% of this guy's triple-doubles have come. That is an unbelievable statistic there from, from Katz. And, yeah, Lee, he hit the game-winning free throws in overtime. Yep. Uh, in a huge game, they're up to ninth now, the Wizards are. And then he blocked uh, Karis LeVert's three at the buzzer there, which was pretty damn cool, too. Um, ah, man, I love it. We've talked about Westbrook for so long on this show, TK, uh, TAS especially, back even when the Basketball Jones days. It, it's just funny to see people, like, they just flip-flop on Russell Westbrook from, like, it feels like game to game, week to week, month to month, season to season of like your opinion on him. But this is special. We've always, I feel like with this show, been pro Westbrook, maybe more than some. And he's got his limitations. Don't get me wrong. He gets caught up in weird like pissing contest in games. Lee, I know you've brought that up before. He makes questionable choices at the end of games at times. You're like, well, well that's a weird shot to take. But my God, does the guy just play harder than everybody else out there every game? I mean, that's it. That's the, like, that'll be the second thing I think of when I think of Westbrook after the triple-double crown. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy played harder than anybody. <laughs> he just did. And, again, he made some dumb mistakes at times. But, my God, you can't, uh, can't discredit his effort, Lili. That's for, what, that's for damn sure. No, and especially because uh, he was so resilient in his early career. Like, he didn't miss a game, remember, from high school, college, and the NBA. And then I think it was when Patrick Beverly uh, sort of collided into oh, yeah. him. That was when it sort of, he first missed games. And then in the last few years, you know, even this season, you know, he wasn't playing in back-to-backs early on because of the load management. So you wondered if that would perhaps just slow down, you know, the way that he chased after the rebounds and, and ran the ball up the court. But instead, it's working for him because he looks so energetic. Like, that block shot on Saturday night, at the end of overtime, he's put up a huge game and he still had the energy to not just block the shot but then cheer and celebrate afterwards like he's uh he's incredible like that and yeah he's look he's not a perfect player of course and uh the, the his biggest weakness in the past has been basically teams have said we'll we'll allow you to sort of beat yourself by taking bad shots and, and taking these um you know these silly sort of uh pissing contests he gets into against the opponents but you just cannot uh, discredit how hard he works and how motivated he is to go out there because, you know, yes, he has his stat pats at times, but he still plays at an incredibly high level with that energy every single night. And he goes out there and, you know, tries to win and he puts it all on the line. So that ultimately is what it comes down to is the fact that, uh, you know, he's out there competing and doing everything he can to win. At times it's backfired on him, but for the most part, he's doing everything he can for his team. And uh, you have to admire and respect that about him. Yeah, Tass, you think he's a first-half triple-double tonight or a second-half here versus mm. the Hawks? Here again, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to go for it real hard tonight. Yeah, so, so it'll probably happen <laughs> in the first half, yeah, especially with uh, you know him and Howell Neto will be the only ball handlers without Brad in there, without Beal. Yeah, I think it's his. And what do you think they'll do? You think they stop the game? I uh, I don't think so. Just because we're talking about it, I, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Like, I just can't think of another scenario where it really happens on a list like this. Like, we talked about the scoring records, and yeah, they stopped it for Kobe when he passed MJ, but I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it is history, but I don't know. I lean no, I guess. I don't know why. 
okay. I think they I think they absolutely should. I'm not saying, yeah, we're taking a 20-minute break here, but there should be a little video package that the NBA either whips together or something that it's celebrated right there in the moment. Or in the first timeout, I guess, after he yeah. acquires the 10th rebound, 10th pointer, 10th yeah. assist, or whatever For the sure. it is. Uh, well, Freddie Katz like will be celebrating it. Follow oh, along, yeah. Fred Katz. That guy's got every single stat in the book. Him and, and David Aldridge, uh, a couple articles on Russ making it happen on Saturday night. Really good read. So, so follow Freddie Katz on the boulevard. Oh, God, I can't wait for the Magic Johnson tweet about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 100% coming, right? <laughs> Think he's going to list every triple-double Russell Russ- Maybe. Westbrook has had? Maybe. Yeah, uh, triple-double mm-hmm. on this day and this day and this day. <laughs> All right. Also great in that Fred Katz article, or actually this one might have been in David Aldridge. I don't remember. I was just reading about triple-doubles. The previous uh, Wizards-slash-Bullets record for triple-doubles was 15. <laughs> that was a short-lived record uh, once Westbrook took over uh, oh, there yeah. in Washington. Was it Chris yeah. Webber? No, Daryl Walker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Walker. Wow. Yeah. yeah, not for, yeah, career triple doubles, uh, not just in one season, yeah. but career tri- Yeah, Daryl Walker, 15. former Raptors head coach. 15. Yeah, right. All right, another uh, winner of the weekend to the Knicks. I want to show them some love. They always come up here on Mondays now, though. Um, huge win on Sunday against Clippers at the Staples Center. And it allowed the Knicks to remain in fourth place in the East by themselves. They're one game ahead of the Hawks and the Heat. Um, could also give the Miami Heat a winner of the weekend, but I think we'll do the opposite and shit on the Beantown boys in a second here. But this was maybe the Knicks' best win of the season. And I say that because the Knicks usually do not play all that well when Julius Randle struggles. Um, and they were throwing doubles at him. He didn't have an incredible game scoring the ball. He did everything else, rebounding and setting up guys and stuff like that. But it was Derrick Rose off the bench, Lele, 25 Reggie Bullock added 24, and they get this victory. Uh, Clips came, made it closer uh, when, when Kawhi got back in there, and it was like Kawhi and Paul George are there, there going, uh, just basically trading buckets. But the Knicks, man, holding on for dear life here to that fourth seed, and they, of course, I think need it to advance to the second round. I think they need home court advantage against like a Hawks or a Heat or whoever, and they definitely don't want to be the six seed or something like that slipping all the way down there and i don't like their chances then to come out of a first round but they are just playing so damn tough and again derrick rose like we just keep talking about these guys like westbrook super late into his career and now here's rose hitting pull-ups and floaters and getting to the rim hit two big threes in the fourth there to uh help cement the victory for the knicks so they're a winner of the weekend for me people sort of keep uh you know, you keep doubting them or you keep waiting for them to sort of like fall back to earth and they just sort of keep gritting out these wins on their tips there. Uh, I guess helping his chances for a coach of the year probably still goes to uh, Quinn Snyder or Monty Williams, but my God, I can't wait to have the Knicks in the playoffs. I just really can't. I mean, I'm excited that they'll be playing, again, like a Hawks or a Heat or somebody in the first round. What do you think of D. Rose, though, Lily? Anything to add? Yeah, well, talking about, you know, we've sort of said Nate McMillan making a charge for coach of the year. I mean, Derek Rose, if he was playing like this the entire yeah. season, he, he would be a lock for six man. I, I think he probably still gets a handful of votes, too, oh, yeah. you know, because Jordan Clarkson has cooled off. And Rose is not just scoring, like he's he's running that offense uh, and he's really mixing up his game, like because he's never been a great shooter of the ball. But now, 
he's he's so much more confident in that mid-range. And, you know, you talk about we're sort of waiting for the Knicks to fall off because this has been a tough road trip. They had uh, Denver and Phoenix, and they've got the Lakers next, so they're not yeah, done they're yet. They're 3-2 and two on this six-game yeah. road trip out west, which is really good, of course. Yeah, and so that, that's, a, that's a huge bonus that to, for them to go back at, at minimum 500, potentially better than that. Although, you know, I think uh, I think there's people saying as well that LeBron is definitely coming back tomorrow night against the uh, oh, wow. against the Knicks. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's quite incredible because Derek Rose was uh, in Detroit this season and it was just like a complete waste. He went back to the Knicks. He went back to Tibbs, and it's like, well, this is what Tibbs does. He brings back his guys, but he's really embraced that role and and he's you know he's accepted that he's no longer a starting point guard in this league. He's a bench player uh, and he's really playing well in that role. So you know, good on him. Final one here. I know this is about usually like the weekend we just had that we sort of designate a winner to or a loser. But I want to give a winner of the weekend to this coming weekend, to Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking ahead, guys, because Shams was tweeting. Now, I don't know if this is official from the NBA yet, but Shams says for the NBA's final day of the regular season on May 16th, that's a Sunday, all 30 teams, there'll be 15 games, will be played in the afternoon starting between 12 and 3.30 p.m. Eastern. TK, every team will be playing in this, like, you know, three-and-a-half-hour window here. So there's no funny business, right, when it comes no to... No funny uh, business. When it comes to the, the races and the play-ins and who's in, who's out, and who's your opponent and stuff like that. In, in theory, that at least uh, diminishes uh, some weird results after the fact if you already know what happened in a game prior. If you, you know what I'm getting at here. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and I don't know, I was going through the schedule looking at literally where these teams are going to be playing geographically to break down their time zones. We might see some weird results on that very last day because the West Coast teams are going to be starting early, early. We're talking 1230 local time Whoa. on a Sunday at the latest for some of these teams that are playing on the West Coast. Those could be weird games, especially, uh, you know, if some sort of, you know, if a, a four or five seed is already decided, who are they rolling out there, rolling out of bed? Hey, go play some basketball. Why not? But uh, yeah, it'll make for an exciting weekend on Saturday and Sunday, no doubt. Yeah, Lee, don't they, they, they do this stuff in like uh, the Premier League and stuff yes. like that when it comes to these important last games, right? Yeah, the last day of the season, usually everyone kicks off at 3 o'clock right. Eastern so that you can't do it. But I think the NBA tends to do this sort of uh, on the last day of the season On anyway. Wednesday night, yeah, yeah, when it usually is a normal yeah. season. The weekend, usually. They're, they're yeah, similar yeah. things. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll be because it's on this Sunday yeah, in the afternoon. So we'll make this pretty, pretty it'll weird. Be wild, yeah. So it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, which teams are like, well, we can't move up or down and are we resting? And, and as we sort of talked about earlier, if you've got a, a week off anyway, is there any point in resting? You just right. want to keep your guys playing together. So uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, this is kind of, this is good for the NBA that, that they have this... Uh, sort of format at the end on the on a Sunday and we know that all sorts of things could change in the standings and uh, I think it's going to be a fun day yeah we'll throw this up right now here's the playoff picture as of Monday morning uh, nothing had changed from Sunday I've been tweeting this out every morning here just to give the like a sort of the Coles notes if you will you guys call them Coles notes I can never remember is that a Canadian cliff thing notes. cliff notes cliff notes yeah spark that's right. notes perhaps yes that's right um, but here it is we're showing you the playoff picture including the play-in tournament teams right now in the matchups. You see the Wizards there ahead of the Pacers, which is wild, and uh, a few of the other teams, which we're going to address in a second here. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. 
Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Losers of the weekend. And who wants to get us started? Trey, why don't we go with you first? Where do you want to go? Yeah, I think I'm a good place to start because it was an ugly weekend for the Beantown boys. They went 0-2 over the weekend, and both of the losses were their own brand of disappointing. They got smoked by the Bulls on Friday night. <laughs> You're probably wondering, why aren't the Bulls winners of the weekend? They did go 2-0, and making a hard playoff push. But I'm waiting for them to be uh, winners of the weekend, for the Bulls to be back, till they finally lock down that elusive four-game win streak. They've won three in a row, haven't won four in a row since the 17-18 season. But they got the Nets on Tuesday, going to take them down. That'll be four straight. Nonetheless, let's talk about the Beantown boys. They did get beat by the Bulls on Friday, and I'm not sure which is worse. Oh. They gave up 121 points, and they scored 99 Either one of those is a bad matchup for the Celtics against the Bulls. Bulls have been better on defense than you probably think this year, but the Celtics scored 50 points between Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier on Friday. The rest of Boston went for 49. Jason Tatum, 3 of 19 for 9 points in the loss. Kemba made 6 threes. The rest of Boston went 5 of 26. This was ugly. This was a bad loss for the Celtics, but they came into that game Friday in 6th place, ahead of Miami for the play-in. The loss to the Bulls pushes the Beantown boys back to number seven, but they got the heat on Sunday. All good. Chance to get out of the play-in tournament, win the season tiebreaker over Miami. Mm -hmm. Instead, Boston gave up 79 points in the first half to the Heat. Heat are a bottom 10 offensive team, but they caught fire, hit 11 threes in the first half. The Celtics, no juice, no energy. They allowed 70 or more points and a half three times over their past five games. Portland had 71. The Blazers had 77. And, of course, Miami 79 on Sunday. Boston made it interesting in the second half, but the deficit just a little bit too big. So Miami takes the win and sixth place and ties things up in the season series. Heat now have a two-game lead over Boston for sixth place in the Eastern Conference. They play again tomorrow to determine who gets the tiebreaker. That's a must-win game for Boston if they're hoping to get out of the play-in tournament, and they need to get out of the play-in tournament because it would not be surprising to me to see the Celtics finish seventh, have two straight-up stinkers in the play-in tournament, and they don't even make the playoffs. This team has been so inconsistent this year. They just don't have the effort every single night. They don't have the personnel to really turn things up defensively. It doesn't feel like uh, Robert Williams missed the second half of last night or uh, yesterday's game with a turf toe injury. I think he is almost their most important player just because he's somebody that can hold it down in the middle a little bit, but an ugly weekend for the Celtics and it could get worse in the next week and a half here. Yeah. Tess, what do you think about the Beantown boys? Like TK said, I mean, holy crap, what an up and down season. Like we so we, like, we're like, Oh, they're garbage. Then they sort of get a good, you know, piece it together. And we're like, okay, they're back. Here they come. And then now just the opposite again, they're, they are playing poorly at the wrong time. <laughs> 
I'll never say that a team needs more than 72 games to get it together, but if there is a team, it's the Boston Celtics. They need 10 more games on the schedule to try and figure it out because the way they're looking, there's no chance uh, that they survive even the play-in tournament. I I just don't think that there's any real hope. Uh, And they look particularly bad against the Miami Heat Sunday and then again tomorrow when they play them uh, on Tuesday because the Heat just moves so much without the ball. And the Celtics just don't have it within them to cover the three-point line like that. And the, and the Heat are looking like uh, a little bit like that team uh, that was in the bubble last year that had all that movement, all the weapons, and the Celtics, is, uh, it's not good uh, watching them play that kind of that kind of team. And, and, you know, there's lots of excuses, uh, lots of reasons and excuses for the Celtics uh, not to be good this season. Uh, but, yeah, the effort is not a reason. Uh, Daniel Tice... Uh, leaving actually did hurt them. Yeah, now Robert Williams out. Uh, they're getting thinner, and the effort isn't getting any better. Uh, and, and Jalen Brown not being 100%. So uh, starting to lose faith in all the Beantown boys and everything Beantown-related right now. Yeah, it's been a rough week for Beans. Um, I was going to say, too, you can make the Bucks almost a loser of the weekend, Lily, just because the Heat are up to sixth now. And look like they might be staying there, and it's like, Oh my God, Milwaukee is the third seed right now. Now still, there's a ton of movement because the Heat can still go up. Bucks, in theory, could still go up uh, and maybe catch the Nets for a second. But, I mean, you talk about like facing your <laughs> demons right away there if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's like, okay, well, if we are actually a title contender, we got to make up for uh, what happened last year and just take care of business against the Heat, but not a great matchup. That's the, that's the last team I think Milwaukee would want to face, of course, in the first yeah. round. Yeah. Well, and and they actually have one more regular season game, too, in Milwaukee, the Heat and the Bucks. So uh, that one will be interesting to see if if the Bucks decide, well, we're not going to play our guys and just, like, we don't want to reveal our hand because, yeah, you know that Jimmy Butler... Oh, you're Butler, saying they may want to help the Heat even move up in the standings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's to, true. To try to avoid them. Because remember last week, that clip we had of Jimmy Butler when uh, it was Ira Winderman sort of saying it's a tough schedule. And, and, you know, Jimmy's classic, like, that's tough for you because he knows the mind games can really become a factor against a team that they they really punked last season in the playoffs. So uh, that, that's a fascinating matchup potential we have there. I hope we get it, actually. I'd like to see yeah, it. I'd like you want to see the Bucks. you want to see them actually you know go into that battle and say like we are a better team than last year and not be afraid of it not try to avoid it so uh, a little bit of shuffling to do here but yeah the heat uh, Jimmy Butler is uh, this is his time where he's like great I can just be a real annoying guy to everybody uh, but he's but <laughs> it's true but the time I mean he got, was getting into it with Carl Anthony Towns on exactly like yeah, yeah I guess so. you know he uh, but he knows that, that that's how he can give himself a little bit of an advantage if they if there is a talent gap between the two teams because he loves the mind games and he loves to get into those scraps and uh, we know in the playoffs it's a different game it's a grinded out game it's, it's it's, it's a much more uh, Miami Heat style of basketball where you have to grind out victories, and, and Jimmy loves that more than anybody else. Yeah, just wants to work hard and be the man, right? It's playoff time, <laughs> baby. Uh, Lee, who's your winner of the weekend? Or loser of the weekend, excuse me. My uh, loser of the weekend is a weak one for sure, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, so I put the Lakers in there because I thought that game was in Phoenix last night. I thought, oh, the Suns are going to smoke them out there last night, but they didn't, so I had to change that one. And I went with the Hornets because... Wow, look, the Hornets- wow you had a pre-loser in there? Jesus, man. A pre-loser based on location? <laughs> 
It's not like we're doing this at 5 a.m. on Monday morning. Like you have know, all of know, Sunday night and all of Monday morning. You're not tasked with what you need to know, man. But the Blazers, you know, they lost to the Blazers and they would have lost to Phoenix. And it was like, anyway, anyway, uh, the Hornets though last night. Look, they're shorthanded right now. Uh, yeah. No, Gordon Hayward still. Uh, Myers Bridges is out and Devonte Graham's out, and they were playing against the Pelicans, who though they're even more shorthanded. They're, no Zion. No Brandon Ingram and no Stephen Adams. And the Hornets basically led this game up until the end. And it was the fourth quarter. It was Jackson Hayes and James Johnson who really put it to the Hornets. The Hornets couldn't score. They had 14 points in that fourth quarter. Uh, and the Pelicans scored 23. And again, it wasn't as though like someone just caught fire and was hitting threes. And, and the Hornets went like just super ice cold. It was just hustle plays. Uh, from the big guys, and uh, you know, so that's a that's a costly loss again with the Celtics losing. That the Hornets could have just, you know, they need home court advantage if they are in that uh, playing tournament, which they're going to be. They're not going to. Uh, I don't think they can really get out of that um, situation. No, they right. can't. They're four games back of the Heat. So you know, that that's a crucial sort of, you know, it's a blown save. Can I say that? That's a sure. baseball term. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Because they really Give them the just the roll aids relief man right there. <laughs> they really just had to uh, run out the clock. Dennis Eckersley. <laughs> they oh, really just had to uh, run Lee out Smith. the clock. Smith. <laughs> yeah. What's the guy from the Yankees? The famous guy, uh, not Andy Pettit. What's his Mary name? Mariano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay. uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, that's the same. Isn't he the same guy? Anyway, I don't know. Um, uh, the point being, though, that. Um, you know, this was one that the Hornets, like, you've you, you just got to close this game out. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. But the good news is Terry Rozier hit a garbage time three, yeah. gave himself a career-high 43 points, gives me up one point in the in the <laughs> stupidest bet that's all, of all time against Skeetsy uh, by taking the lead by one point over Tim Hardaway Jr. there. But, uh, yeah, there you go. That's my loser. It was okay. more just like, uh, that, that's, that's it's honestly, it's been like three or four times now. I'm Sunday night. Got my loser or winner, and then boom, the next one I'm like, yeah, maybe stop it. doing that. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> just trying to get a head start on the day. You know? yeah. Monday morning, I've got kids going back to school. I got another one. I'm like, all right, if I've got a little uh, a little booster there, but uh, anyway, okay. your bet is who's going to score 50 first, right? No, uh, it's, no, it's, we we switched it to say between Tim Hardaway Jr. and Terry Rozier, who would just have the highest scoring game. But we we made sure there was like a benchmark. It had to be like what do we say, 35 plus? I think or something? it was 35. Yeah, yeah. and so. Tim Hardaway Jr. goes for 42. Was that last week? Or, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, and then, the 10 uh, threes, yeah. yeah, Terry Rozier is at 40. Okay, great game. And then hits a stupid pointless three late <laughs> to give him 43. And now I'm trailing you in this bet. Well, I'll say one thing. At, at uh, one point in this game, it was in the third quarter, he had a breakaway steal, but they called a foul, so they stopped the play. That would have given him a certain two points because there was no one ahead of him. Right. And then on the next play, I think it was... Uh, PJ Washington was called for an offensive foul as he hit a three. So that one got waved off as well. Ooh. So I think in the end, I deserved that three-pointer <laughs> okay. in garbage okay. time. <laughs> hey, I still got a couple games left with Tim Roy Jr. Yeah. He's averaging like 27 per game here over the last couple of, bit, uh, a couple of games. So... I got faith that he can still go. He's going to drop a 50. You watch. Tim Hardaway. Hey, well, listen, we can keep it going into the playoffs too. I mean, I don't you know. Like, uh, they're both going to be sure. there for a few okay. extra games. Okay, so. we'll keep it going yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. I like, uh, that's better for me, if anything, because yeah. I'll probably get some more chances or some more bites at the apple yeah. there with Tim well, Hardaway. Skates, you hope I lose my bet yep. with uh, four morning poops in the stream team that Luka Doncic won't be suspended for another game. I don't think he'll be suspended. I don't think he'll get a 16th tech, but if he does... 
as four morning poops has said, then Tim Hardaway gets a, a, ni- a nice shot because yeah. he's had great games. He had his 42 when Luca was out, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's ex- so yeah, that's right, actually. Um, yeah. Well, let's go to Luca next here. I'll, I'll go and then, Tass, you can uh, wrap up our losers of the weekend because you got a good one there in Zion. But uh, Luca got to get a loser of the weekend. I mean, Luca's the new temper boy. Yes. Temper boy, Luca. If you didn't see it, he got ejected uh, on the weekend, Sunday's game, for just like oh. straight up. Throwing a punch to the groin area there of Colin Sexton. Uh, here's a big strike. Oh, now. And a stare down. Yeah. <laughs> Looking he, in his eyes. He, fortunately for Sexton, uh, did him, didn't hit him like directly on the tip there or anything like that. Because that would like, <laughs> been insane. Because he, like, he, he hits him more to the side. Because yeah. like, Sexton doesn't really react unless no. he's got a jock strap on or something. I don't know about. But anyway, Luca ejected early in the third quarter. Uh, for that correctly determined flagrant foul too. Like, you can't do that. I will say Sexton didn't believe it was malicious because uh, he did the whole, like, it was one of those box-out plays, and usually when there's, like, that hand-checking and pushing, you punch down or you sort of swing down to, like, get the other guy's hand off you because Sexton, like, definitely, of course, bodies him up there, and it just hit him uh, a little closer to the groin than maybe he had hoped. But still, pretty... Pretty violent swing there, TK. You always get upset, and rightfully so, when guys are uh, going for the balls for the manscaped area. <laughs> and Luca did. Again, even if Sexton doesn't think it was malicious, like, pretty damn crazy there. And luckily for Tass, the flagrant two does not count towards the technical foul Huge. total. So that's big. Huge. He's still at 15 technical fouls, um, one shy of that automatic one-game suspension. But what did you think, TK? Well, Skeets, you know, I'm always wearing a cup. Yeah, good. Uh, so I just cup have check. to be prepared. <laughs> Mitch <cup> but, <laughs> but I don't know. This looked like a straight-up rebound chop to me. Both the donk and the sex thought it was fine afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, he was just chopping at me, unfortunately. Uh, he followed through, hit me in the mons pubis. So oh. I think this is the right call. That is a malicious strike. It yeah. probably didn't end exactly where... Doncic wanted it to end, but yikes, this is oh, like, God. this is up there for me with uh, Nick Batum and Juan Carlos Navarro for the f- most fierce looking nut punch that we've ever seen. Because in that one with Batum, he's like, like coming straight for Navarro and the way Donk kind of stares him down after it happens, you could tell that they were tussling beforehand. Uh, and he wanted to have the final word. Unfortunately, his final word was below the belt. So he got yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't end up mattering. It actually maybe, uh, I don't know, sparked uh, the Mavericks a bit of a, a run after that. Actually, they ended up crushing the Cavaliers. Cavaliers have lost 10 in a row, so no big surprise there. But yeah, Tass, you're okay. It's not a technical foul. Uh, yeah, but... I was wondering if four morning poops was like going to like challenge this somehow. It's like, <laughs> hey, come on, you got ejected. But no, you're still with the that 15 was, technical fouls. That was a good shot right there, man. <laughs> Every time I see it, and JD, if you're watching on YouTube, has done a great job of of really highlighting, you know, the, he's it slowed down so much that you just really just see the shot, uh, and then we stop it, and then <laughs> and then so the, the video really sells it, I think. But he did hit him in the Amon's hump, Shumpert pubis. Hold on, the Amon's Humpert pubis. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I just think it's a scenario where two guards are, you know, fighting down low, and and Lucas like, come on. We don't box out. Relax, Colin <laughs> Sexton. Get off me. We don't box don't out box in today's out. NBA. But he got, yeah, he, I got away with one because it could have been a tech. It could, whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah. I mean, a, to really, to really hurt a guy, why don't you give him two techs 
and a flagrant. Mm. And then he could be suspended, lose a game worth of pay as well. But wow. yeah, it's not not right there. I don't know why Luca had this the puzzled stare afterwards like he usually does after a, a tech hits him. Like, why was he puzzled by that? I mean, I guess he, he didn't he said, think uh, he was going for the groin. He just thought he was, as you guys said, a little little swim sort of action, like get your arm off yeah. me type move. Yeah, uh, but man, he, he caught him close enough to, to warrant that ejection. So he was gone, but Tass is okay. And, all right, Tass, uh, finish it off here, though. Loser of the weekend. Let's talk a little Zion because this is crazy. Yeah, well, well, Lee brought up that the Pelicans came back and won. It's totally true. Um, they still do have a shot of making the play-in tournament, although it is unlikely uh, because, uh, mainly because Zion Williamson is injured and he is out indefinitely after uh, fracturing his ring finger on a play where he tried to get the ball and it didn't work out for him. Uh, and he, he, left, he left the game briefly and came back in. And so David Griffin, VP of Basketball Operations of the Pelicans, had a press conference about Zion Williamson and what's going on there with the way he's being officiated. And David Griffin said his injury was likely sort of accumulation of hits that he's taken. He's kind of ref like Shaq. Nobody gives him calls. And the refs have to do a better job of that when clearly the injury happened on one single play. And it was Zion Williamson trying to go up for the ball and he ripped his uh, finger and a rebound attempt. So I, I wouldn't say uh, it was the best timing for David Griffin to come out and say it. Like, come out and say it a, a month earlier when your team is trying to fight for the, the playoff spot. I, I, I do commend him. I do think it's always in interest the interest of a front office to come out and say, yeah, our guy just needs to get better calls. And right. especially a tough guy to officiate like Zion Williamson, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with, uh, with David Griffin. But bad timing. Just do it earlier. Uh, and not after everybody can see with a billion cameras, even if it's on a Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> maybe, maybe in an instance when some people aren't watching, but I was watching. Um, I think it was, that was a Saturday night game. Anyways, it came against the second, uh, second game of a doubleheader against the Golden State Warriors where, yeah, he ripped his finger and it wasn't the accumulation of hits. Uh, so... You know, you got outed, Griff. You got outed. But uh, the Pelicans are still fighting, and they do have a shot at making it in, but they won't have Zion. Brandon Ingram and Steven Adams are still banged up. So mm-hmm. I don't know how excited you guys would be if uh, – or the uh, the NBA would be, hot, and quite honest, honestly, if they got in over the San Antonio Spurs. I know people wouldn't be excited about the Spurs either, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, at least you got a fully healthy San Antonio Spurs team and young guys that you can – you know, sort of market. I know nobody, nobody, unfortunately, gets excited about the Spurs young guys who are legit. Uh, but would you would you rather see a Pelicans team in there, Zionless, because he's not coming back anytime soon? Although there is no real timeline. Would you rather see a Zionless Pelicans or a Spurs? A Demar in the, the Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're right. I don't. If you put that poll up, I feel like people might not even Tough click call on there. it. Yeah, it's yeah, a non-voter. But, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> See I, results. Personally, I'll take the Spurs. Yeah, because I don't think Zion will be back at all this season. And that's why I think Griffin decided, well, okay, he's probably out for the year. We're not going to risk anything with him. Uh, even because our chances of getting in are still pretty damn slim, uh, I think, with when you get into like tiebreaker situations, if I have that correctly with the yeah. Spurs. But uh, yeah, it was just weird timing with that whole like, <laughs> like saying basically he got injured. Like, his finger got jammed because of the way he's been officiated all year. It's like, uh, I sort of see where you're trying to go with this, Griff, but I don't know. So, what? Cost him 50K in the end. Uh, yeah, Griff I didn't mention they got a $50,000 <laughs> yeah. $50, fine for publicly yeah. criticizing the officials. Yeah. 
Worth it's like it. just getting a tech foul when the coach is unhappy. You, know, you yeah. just try to spark your team a little bit there. But, uh, I mean, he said they've sent in videos in the past yeah. and they've tried yeah. to bring it to the league's attention. So I guess that's what he's referring to in terms of, uh, you know, you're saying, like, it's not just this incident here. Uh, but, right. yeah, it's been a frustrating season for, for, for Griffin. They did not expect to be in this position. They right. had certainly hopes of being at worst in the, uh, you know, a lock for the playing tournament. And now they're likely to miss everything. So... He's, uh, you know, and he didn't rant and rave. He wasn't screaming his head off. He knew it was going to cost him 50 grand, but it's also just like uh, saying to Zion, like, hey, Zion, we aren't just letting, we aren't just letting this stuff go unnoticed. We are trying to bring it to the attention of the league so that going forward in future seasons, you should get a few more whistles. Uh, But Zion, of course, he's also acknowledged that. Remember that game against the Nuggets where he said, I have to earn my respect. So he understands that it's something that just takes time. Uh, And, you know, he gets the line about eight times a game. So he gets, you know, he gets calls. He plays inside the paint. But yes, certainly like Shaq, he's a bigger guy and he just kind of absorbs probably more contact than a lot of other guys do because of that. So we'll see how things uh, go for them next season. And like I say, they can still squeeze in there, but uh, don't they think They can it's because happen. the Spurs have not been playing all that well yeah. uh, over the last little bit. They're a game and a half, the Pelicans are, from the yeah. Spurs of that 10th seed. Uh, and somehow the Kings are still in this tray. <laughs> they're, like, uh, they're like the Bulls, I guess. They're, they're the uh, sort of Western Conference version where they're just still there. It's unlikely. They need some help, but they're not technically eliminated yet. But what do you, yeah, you think? Enough happened was? with the 11th and 12th seeds over the weekend that we still got a race into the last week of the season. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Uh, as for Zion playing, just tape that thing up, buddy. You got nine <laughs> other fingers. Come on. You know, Kobe would be playing through this if he was trying to get into the play in tournament. Suck it up. Rub mm, some dirt on it. Maybe they don't <laughs> want to make the play in tournament. It's uh, a broken finger. Come on. Yeah, well, sometimes they never guy. heal. Sometimes they never heal. I just got a couple of a couple of broken look at those fingers. Digits. Yeah, look at that baby there. You can't really see it as uh, well. Yeah. There. But then there's this baby. Look at that. Yeah, that you one you that? can see. Yeah, <laughs> that one looks like yeah. you just have a My mole hump. somehow growing on your yeah. finger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this guy played yeah. through it though. You can sit yeah. out there, tape him up, yeah, boy. <laughs> we got a championship to win here in Sunbury. Let's go. <laughs> been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately so i've had documents flying in and out the mailbox a lot of signatures both analog and digital a lot of phone calls a lot of stamps got to get my long-term future straight yeah let me tell you skeets the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones watch your assets with Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney, it's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. 
Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, let's get to uh, Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Kidding, there's no Tweet of the Night. Instead... I wanted to read this email that we got from Liam over in the Philippines. What it do, baby? Today is my 27th birthday. Now, why is this important, you ask? Well, four years ago, I came home and fired up the old starter show on YouTube. And lo and behold, the legendary 50th wedgie was achieved. To this day, I look back on May 10th, 2017 and think to myself that the most memorable thing about that birthday was me getting excited over a basketball getting stuck between the rim and the backboard (laughs) and six dudes going bonkers about it on the other side of the planet. I don't really make a big deal out of my birthday, but boy, what a time to celebrate life that was. So, aside from flexing to everyone that my birthday is wedgie day today, my question (laughs) is, what was the most memorable thing that has happened to any of you guys on your special days? Or are you like me and you don't really celebrate it as much? Thanks for keeping the classics coming. Happy Wedgie Day. Again, that's from Liam in Antipolo City in the Philippines. A great email. We had to slip it in here for Wedgie Day. Trey, you got an answer to this uh, question from Liam? Yeah, I don't know if I have as big of a flex as Liam that his birthday is the same as Wedgie Day. What a legend. Liam the legend. Born on Wedgie Day. First of his name, perhaps. Uh, as for me, I'm kind of like Liam. My my birthday comes during the middle of the basketball season, so we're usually traveling uh, for All-Star Weekend. But one that stuck out to me was 2009. It was actually the day before my birthday. But the Bulls traded for Brad Miller going from the Kings to the Bulls. That was very exciting. As for me, actual birthday, uh, my junior year of high school, I would have been turning 16 years old. uh, One of my teammates, after we beat the Wilmington Wildcats in uh, in the locker room, he says, See everybody for Trey's birthday party on Saturday. I'm like, guys, I'm not having a birthday party Saturday. JK, my mom threw me a surprise party. And yes, it it was spoiled, but I was completely uh, oblivious to the fact that it had been spoiled. But uh, yeah, a nice surprise party when I turned 16 years old. Oh, very nice. Thanks, Mama. There I am walking in. Yeah, unfortunately, I hadn't grown my hands yet. (laughs) 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 I didn't get my hands until I turned 17. The fingers had finally started to pop out, but uh, hands came a little bit later. Oh, yeah, you look cool there, man. Is that a... Is that no? Is that a belt dropping down? I can't tell. There is that just a um, weird design on your jeans uh, zipper? Yeah, I mean, here. looking at it now, perhaps I forgot to zip my fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to everyone else! Uh, but more than likely, this is a dangling belt. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, those are the times. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, Lee, we know how you feel about birthdays. You only celebrate like the uh, milestone one, milestone ones, Correct. as you call it, right? That's um, right. So, like. The tens and the, well, I guess as you get older, the twenties and the thirties and the forties and all these other ones in between. Get out of here! Like twenty seventh birthday, Liam. Like who cares? Is what you're saying. That's right. That's uh, right. Even if it's wedgie day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. On your thirtieth, sure, sure. Have a have a bit of fun there. You know, have a celebrationary uh, wedgie. But uh, no, I because I, I'm the same. I don't really have a great memory of something in particular happened. But in 1999, when I turned 23. 
on uh, on May the twenty eighth. Oh, hang on, no, hang on. I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, although, although. I can't, I can't eighteen days. I know, I know where my birthday was, and I'm just trying to think of when. I think what happened was my birthday was on a Monday, and on the Wednesday night, Manchester United achieved the most incredible thing in like English soccer history, where they won. They won the treble. They won three tournaments that year. They won the Premier League. They won the FA Cup. And then on the Wednesday night in the Champions League in the final against Bayern Munich, they were down 1-0 for pretty much the entire game. And then in injury time, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Teddy Sheringham scored and they won. <laughs> and it was like the most incredible thing ever uh, in, in sort of English soccer because Manchester United, you know, like I say, they're, they're the biggest team. And in the final, they were missing their captain, Roy Keane, who got suspended in the semi-final for two Keane. yellow cards. <laughs> And then Paul Scholes was also suspended. Paul Scholes was their best player. And Bayern Munich, you know. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm just saying, like. I'm just saying. I'm just going to tell you what happened the entire season. Well, the thing was, it was just like, like what they achieved, like, was just incredible. And then they actually had to finish it off on that. And it was a Wednesday night. This one, they used to play the Champions League on a Wednesday night. Well, now they play on a Saturday. They now play on a Saturday. But back then, they used to play it on a Wednesday night. So was this four days before your birthday or two days after your birthday? No, I I think my birthday was the Monday and then the finals on the Wednesday. But it's just. It's just that combination. Like it's like it's close enough, it's good enough, you know. Um, but you got if you guys haven't seen that game, uh, you should I check it out. It. I did you miss should, that one because because uh, Bayern I Munich. Watched, I watched Roy Keane on Ted Lasso. That's enough. <laughs> no, but Roy Keane, Roy Keane. He was like such an inspirational leader, but he got a yellow card in their semi against Juventus. But but see, and this is like the Luca situation. <laughs> oh Jesus! Right, this is a, this is like a Luca situation because if you got two yellow cards at any point, they yeah. combine to be one red card and yes. you get automatic suspension. So if you got if you got a yellow card in one game and then like three games later in the Champions League you got another yellow card. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, stupid, but uh, but it happened, and um, ah, it was that's that's just a great memory because that's the first year. I that's really a great memory of my birthday. A couple of days after my birthday. Well, it's because I, because um, that was the first year I really, really got into soccer, and it just like seeing Man United again. So in the semi, in the in the in the in the quarterfinal. <laughs> hang on, I'm still going here against. Um, Say some more player names at least. Come on. Yeah. Well, Beckham, Beckham, of course. You know David yeah, Beckham. Yeah. Nicky Butt. Nicky Butt played in that game. Henning Berg. Henning Berg was a champion for Manchester United. Henning. Andy Cole and Dwight were up front. But against uh, Inter Milan in the uh, in the in the in the quarterfinal, they were leading after the first leg 2-0. What are you doing right now? And then Ronaldo came back. Ronaldo came back. Big fat Ronaldo. This is not Cristiano Ronaldo for the uh, for the second leg in Milan. Are we going back to April now? Yes, I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going back. And anyway, then Paul (laughs) Scholes scored in Milan at the San Siro to send them through. Then against Juventus in Manchester, Juventus were leading one zero. And remember, away goals count in Champions League if the scores are tied. Juventus were leading one nil for the entirety of that game. Then Giggsy scored. Might have also been in injury time. Mm -hmm. Then they go to Juventus. Right in Turin. Uh, Juventus are up 2-0 in about 15 minutes into the game. So Man United have to score at least two to win. Andy Cole scores, Dwight York scores, and then uh, I think it's Skulls scores again. The... <laughs> no, Roy Keane, that's it. Roy Keane scored. Roy Keane scored in Juventus. Oh, what? Off a header to get them back at 2-1. At, at, at and then... 
Dwight York scores to make it 2 2. <laughs> and then Andy Cole finishes it off and they go 3 2. It's honestly the most incredible run by a team. And uh, and then they win, a one, win the final in Barcelona of all places as well. So, right. see, I do remember it. I mean, it was just such a, it was such a fun run for this team to go on. They were always down and they always came back. Although uh, against Inter Milan, they were never down, but it was just like Inter with Ronaldo coming back. It looked like they were going to do it. Okay. Crazy birthday, man. Oh, what a birthday. <laughs> Wild yeah. birthday. Well, Barcelona. Long celebration. Tash, yeah, do you have like down a that 15th birthday uh, week that you'd like to talk about the Blue Jays uh, here? Yeah. The year was 1992. Joe Carter stepped to the plate. Along came Joe. No. Uh, do I have a story? Well, I was around 15 years. I think I was like 12 or 13. And like Trey, no birthday parties happening that I knew of anyway. So I was just out riding bikes with my boy, Alexander Chersik. Uh, we were making things happen there out on the streets. We went to his house. I got off my bike, went into the backyard. Alex went in first. Uh, and his big, fat dog, Medo, his overweight dog, came and jumped on my leg and uh, chomped at my leg. Oh, yeah, took a, took a nice... Well, luckily, he didn't strip. Like, he didn't rip the skin. He just dug his teeth into my leg, and it just stayed there. I, I froze. I was scared. Uh, so luckily, like he he, he uh, unclenched his jaw there, and I had I had a big deep wound, but it wasn't stripped. So I went to the hospital, got a tetanus shot, and got one stitch to oh, wow. <laughs> to close the wound. This was on your uh, birthday, though. Yeah, it was on my birthday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I got off my uh, my blue Phoenix bike, uh, walked back into that backyard, and yeah, uh, yeah, I had to go to the hospital, but all good, all good. Uh, it's, it's still there. It's still there. That that one stitch. One stitch. Uh, thanks, Medo. Medo means uh, bear in Serbian. Oh, so and, it's a big uh, ass dog. It was a huge yeah. dog. He barely talked. That dog. And then all of a sudden, he wants to protect protect his guy. I guess he was he was weirded out that Alex was bringing home a friend. So, right. right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we went and watched barely soccer for talked. like. <laughs> he was a very quiet dog, and then all of a sudden, he just jumps on my leg. Um, Did they put the yeah. dog down? In all honesty. Did bite you? N- uh, no, they didn't put him down. Okay. No way. They loved that okay. dog too much. Uh, <laughs> he was in an urn for a long time in front of their house. Actually, they cremated the dog and put him in an urn for a long time. They loved him. Wow. Yeah. In the front of that uh, outside. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, front patio urn. <laughs> patio. <laughs> uh, hey, what's that? <laughs> yeah, it's the ashes oh, of that dog. Up. I hate. Nice. Okay, uh, <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> stories from all three of you guys. Uh, really impressive stuff here. Man, I thought Justin Schmandel and the Wilmington Wildcats were going to be some of the craziest yeah, names thank we God heard you right went now. First. Nope, you had, yeah, you nope. actually had the tamest answer, which was a pretty great story. Uh, anyway, just uh, to remind you guys as we wrap up here, it is Wedgie Day. Happy Wedgie Day to everyone, May 10th. And we do have at noon Eastern, so, well, 45 minutes or so from now, a limited edition run of our wedgie t-shirt. So you're going to have to act quickly for these. I assume they're going to go pretty fast. Go to nodunks.com at 12 p.m. Eastern. Grab yourself a limited edition wedgie shirt to celebrate wedgie day. Okay, pick them results. From Friday night, it was the Lakers-Blazers game. Blazers were favored by seven and a half. We were talking about it. We're like, well, that's a big line. What's going on there? Blazers won, but did not cover. So the Lakers came through, at least when it came to the pick them. Brought to you by BetMGM. So that's a win for Tass. That's a win for Trey. Loss for me and Lee. Lee, you're one and four here, and Tass is two and three. That's really all that matters here as we hit the final week of the regular season. It's a short pick 'em. 
Loser, last place, gonna be giving money to charity. I think we should just say now, right? If you guys are tied. I mean, you know, well, yeah, charity listen, gets I, twice. I've got a little announcement because I've got my cameo money and, I, and when I cracked a thousand bucks, I was gonna make a donation somewhere. Well, I cracked a thousand uh, oh, yeah. a week or so ago. So I'm gonna give 500 no matter what happens this week to uh, to the charity. So uh, okay. that's it's good timing, yeah. Okay, well, so, just keep picking them other... wrong, Lily, because you're yeah, trying yeah. to pick them <laughs> Well, I'm gonna do wrong. it no matter what. So yeah. win or lose, I'm just gonna donate 500 to the charity there. Okay, awesome. Well, tonight's game, Tass, where are we going then? Well, it's the Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. Could be a first-round matchup if the Warriors get out of the play-in tournament. Jazz trying to hold on to the one seed uh, going into Golden State. Three and a half points the Warriors are getting as the underdog mm. on NBA TV. People trying to claim that uh, this Warriors team could, maybe, possibly be like the uh, the We Believe Warriors. Upset of a 1-8 if that happens after the play-in tournament. Hey, it'll be fun to watch uh, them try and guard uh, Seth Curry tonight, at least. So uh, let's get some picks. Golden State getting three and a half points at home against Utah. Who wants it? Who wants it? Uh, I'll, I'll go first because I actually think the Jazz will win this and cover it. Because I think if the Warriors are smart, they may throw this uh, eight seed. They may want to not play the Lakers. Now, I know you get two bites at the apple, but... Would it not be beneficial wow. in a weird way for them to... Well, hold on. Now that I say that, it's like, what's the loss in losing to the Lakers? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. really, really matter. So anyway, forget that. I'll still go with the Jazz, though, because I think they would still win in a, in a 1-8 series. So I think it would be very entertaining to see what Curry can do against them. But I'll go Utah to win tonight by four. All right. Trey, what do you got? Uh, give me the Warriors to at least keep it close. Who has more to play for tonight? I guess it's probably still the Jazz. They're about a win away from yeah. really locking things down and being the one seed. Um, but I don't know. Uh, give me the Warriors. I'm just feeling like the Warriors tonight, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. Lee, what do you got? Yeah, same. I want to see Steph have another double-digit three-point game and uh, maybe go for 55. So I'll take the Warriors. I feel like the Warriors too, but I think the Jazz win, so I'll take the Jazz. Okay, <laughs> okay, we are split on this one. Tass and I taking the Jazz to win by four points or more. We got Lee and TK taking the Warriors to cover or maybe hit that money line. All right, Lee, I know uh, you got one more thing here. Please don't talk about soccer yes. for 20 minutes, but you got a yeah. fan sign for us. I've yeah. got a tweet here from David Beck. No, uh, we've got a fan <laughs> sign, and uh, wow. of course it comes from a serial <laughs> sign <laughs> sender in Yeah, self-defeating down there in Miami. He just wants to work hard and listen to no tongues. I mean, he hasn't missed awesome. a beat. I don't think we've heard from uh, the serial sign center in, or I guess since our starters day. He just picks up like he, uh, where he left off. And look at that great T-shirt he's that's, got on there. Too. That's cool. That's, uh, that's a Bam, Bam blocking Tatum, Bam blocking right? Tatum in the yeah. uh, game one, I think it was, of the conference finals uh, last season. Yeah, in Miami. So uh, good sure. job, serial sign center in. Keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. <laughs> All right. So there it is, guys. Thanks for joining us here on a Monday. Go get your wedgie shirts over at nodunks.com. They go live for sale at 12 p.m. Eastern. A lot of you, of course, listening to this later. And they're probably sold out by the time you're listening to this. But hopefully you join us live on YouTube. And please like, comment, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for this week's Beach Step and Podcast. Email them in, nodunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc. And finally, subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us folks and remember happy wedgie day to all brace the day people
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.